You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. All right, Downers, welcome back to the podcast. I have in studio today the world-famous drummer of Emory, Dave Powell. Dave, say what's up. Hey, guys. All right, let me give a quick intro here, and then we will get into today's episode. And today's episode is going to be a real fun one because we're going to premiere an instrumental version of a new Emory song from the new record. The record's called Eve, and uh, we're going to have a contest. we got some a special game to play that's going to be with the listeners and everything else, so stay tuned. I'll explain it in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you guys that we have some Emory tour dates coming up in November. And not only Emory, it's also going to be the Bad Christian Podcast. In fact, the tour is going to be called the BC Roadshow, and it's going to have Sherwood, Emory, Bad Christian Podcast, Tyson Motzenbacher, and Vocal Few. It's also going to be like a miniature conference. It's going to have an interactive event that begins at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's going to be engaging. You know, it's going to be an experience that we're kind of trying to create and design to be fun and engaging. Um, more than just music, interconnected. Panels, discussions, breakout groups, acoustic performances, and then a full concert in the same venue on the same night. So it's kind of an experimental idea. It's called the BC Roadshow. Go to bcroadshow.com. I'm very excited about that. And it's going to be mostly on the East Coast, and I'm not going to go all the dates right now. But again, go to BC Roadshow, and you can uh, see what's going on there. And we'll be playing new Emory songs, and we'll be selling this new Emory record. It will be out. It comes out the same time as this tour begins in November. All right. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Okay, Dave, here we go. So this, okay, so we'll see. I think I want to tell the people first about this contest game that I want to play, and then we'll actually talk about the song. But the idea here is that I want to go through an instrumental track here. I want to talk about how we wrote it. Uh, the song was mostly composed by you and I, and then Devin and Toby wound up doing vocals on it. So we'll talk about that. And so I thought what a neat opportunity it'd be to play the instrumental, talk about the instruments, talk about how it was composed, because it was composed entirely, almost, without their influence, and then we handed it to them, and they did vocals on it. So it gave me the idea that we could probably do the same thing and then see if anybody else wanted to try writing vocals on it before they ever hear what Devin and Toby did with it. And then later, we can do the reveal there, and people can send in the way that they have written and sang to some tracks that Matt and Dave did. So I thought, quite, what a neat thing, given that Toby and Devin had virtually no influence in any of the music, which isn't n the normal way, but we do a lot of songs that way. And this one did particular. I thought, what a neat opportunity. you like the idea? I love the idea. It's great. You think people, if they send in vocals, that they'll do good or bad or some of each or what? I don't know. Honestly, I think this song's a little tough if you're going to throw vocals on it. Yep. So yep. there's that, but... I'm very excited to hear what people put, though. And I don't mean to totally make fun of people. We might do that a little bit, but that's more of Toby's thing to do is make fun of people. But uh, I still think it would be interesting, and I bet you. I mean, I wonder if Devin and Toby are nervous that somebody's going to turn in something killer. 
that's what I would be thinking. If if I had to redo drum tracks uh-huh. and then someone put their stuff on there, I would definitely think it's going to be better than mine and be <laughs> nervous about it. That would be so funny. <laughs> if we could do this, we could do that if you wanted to at some point. We could do a track and leave off the drums and just give them the click tempo and say, there's no drums here. What would you have composed? And then people can compete with you. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Although I think there would be some pretty, pretty funny stuff and then some good stuff too. I mean, or maybe we could do that during the writing process and then engage the fans. We should have done this a long time ago when we had the demo, and then maybe people had good ideas we could have used. You're right. How about crowdsourcing drum ideas? I don't know. Because how cool would that be is if you really liked Emery and then you put your drum part in and then— And we used it. And we liked it. Yeah, it's like we could sign a waiver. It's like if you submit this, we can use the drum fill. That's a good idea. I mean, whatever. It wouldn't be that hard. And it would be like a grand experiment, like a you know collective— brain that's the kind of thing i'm into i think it's a good idea but if we could get stuff early enough we could do that but obviously in this case not that way so okay i don't know if we should play it exactly yet but let's just begin okay does anybody was i clear about the contest here i'll put it in the um i'll tell you what i'll do i'll go ahead and put in the episode notes the link for you to download the full instrumental track at a high quality i'll get i'll get reva to set that up and the link will be in the description so what you'll do is you'll link you'll download the full instrumental version, and then you will come up with whatever vocals that you think the song would have. If you were in a band with me and Dave, and we handed you this, and you'll record them on top of the instrumental, and you know whatever simple mix, just put your vocals on there. However many tracks it is, you mix it, and then send it to us. We'll review it, and we'll select a few of those to play on a later podcast. And I suppose we'll declare a winner or something. But it's really more for fun. I don't have any. Uh, Okay, I'll give you guys, whoever wins, we'll give them like, I don't know, $50 worth of whatever they want, basically. I'll give you $50 worth of stuff, whoever wins. So, But I don't think it's about that. I think it's more just for fun and just to see if you can do it. And you can even do it, and you don't even have to send it in. But let's all use our minds together. It'll be fun. So, uh, and then we'll do that. The deadline, we need a deadline too. So let's make the deadline four weeks. Four, I'll do three more episodes at least. And then we'll come back for the next three weeks, and then we'll come back four or five whatever weeks from now, and we'll see what people did. And then we'll unveil also what Devin and Toby actually came up with themselves. Sound good? Sounds great. When will this go live? Tomorrow. So it's Monday night right now. It'll be Tuesday by the time you're hearing this. So just enough time to get Reva to put it together and, and put it up. So this song is pretty close to the most influence you've had on a song i think so or it is definitely the most what would you say i think i think it could be the most actually i think it is i think there's been a, a couple other ones lots of stay on that mic lots of um move it if you want to but stay on it yeah i think this is definitely the most there's only been a handful that i've had much influence on so this is definitely one of them i think it's the most thrash was one thrash um a few other ones that I think I was inf- influential on, but not for like a part. But it was like, oh, let's put a stop there, like something right. minor. But right. I, I don't. I'm not talking stuff like that. I'm but talking this like one, you structure, brought the like, the idea, the yeah. intensity, and the tempo, and the drum part. Yeah, like, that's that's rare. What I consider is like this song would not even be close to what it is now had it not been for me, good or bad. But that's what I mean when I say. Inf- well, it's more than that. You you authored the the vibe of the song. That's it's it's so fundamentally different to say, I added the guitar part, I added the bass part, I sang, I did this or that. Lyrics, of course, count and melody counts, but the 
exact energy and feel and like the the you know the essence of what the song is you created it you created the the situation that the that everybody else did their parts on so i i would consider that significant if not fundamentally the primary writing in a way which we'll get to see how that actually unfolds because what did you write? You tell me you're, how 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 you got to what you got, and we'll see where how it works. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll add to that real quick, and I'll say this is the only song I've ever written where I've had, and it's only for a, a a portion of the song, but had an idea of what I thought the guitars should do too. And it's, mm -hmm. So I'll get there though. All right. So you tell me then, because I don't actually know the history other until until I started getting involved with what you were doing. You tell me how this happened. Well, so first of all, it was a couple of years. It was like two and a half years ago, I think. And I also just bought some recording equipment. You remember when I got the H6, H6 and stuff? Recorder, yep. And at the same time, an old band I used to be in before I was in Emory got back together. So You can tell the name, of the, course. The Bowels of Judas. And it was like, that was really fun and like special and just a local band in Indianapolis. But um, there was lots, lots of that was heavy with drums. So um, there was that. So the Bowels of Judas are getting back together, which is really cool. And then... Um, I've also, when I got that H6, I paid for it with my own money and everything because I was like, I want to have the best, I, w I want to be challenged for the next Emory record and have like, so many times I always think it could have been better or this and that, so I want to be totally prepared mm -hmm. and like bring something that like people are like, this is really good, this is really good drumming. Because normally, it's always good drumming, but, um, just kidding. <laughs> um, normally, I, I'm never super prepared, so I was like, I want to have a few songs where I'm prepared and it's strategic. And, and like, you mean prepared as in we go get together to write songs and we all bring like ideas and stuff and you couldn't have prepared because you didn't know the idea. So the only way you could prepare for a writing session is if you create stuff. Yes. That's right. Yes, that's what Everybody I mean. Everybody keep that in mind. That is true. Yeah. You don't have to use your ideas, but if you don't have any, then you obviously you're going to be sucking wind and catching up with the people that do permanently. But your ideas may or may not be good, but at least have them. Yes, I agree with that. So with this song... It's funny because it's a little between this my old band reuniting for some local stuff and then the new Emory. It was kind of at that phase. So it kind of fit the mold for both. But I was trying to think of some guitar stuff. Or I was trying to write drums around a very simple guitar rhythm, which uh -huh. is the beginning of the song, which is just, and I don't know if you remember, but in Bremerton we were talking about those hits, but it was, um, I don't know the exact hits, but it's... The big hits. The Dennett. Dennett. Yeah. Dan it, dan it, whatever. So and I'll play it in a second. But yeah, that's right. So very simple. So like, if you could get, um, so you could picture the guitar hitting chords, and then you started. Yes, and then I was like, part. on top of that, I want a busy. I, I mean, I always love Travis Barker. I think he's so awesome, and I love when you hear his recordings. You can actually tell when he's doing fast stuff that he's hitting hard. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's really cool. So I wanted something that's busy, a little more busier than I I normally do. Something pretty mechanical, mm -hmm. and something that sounds a little bit random or a little bit like whoa um but I, I mainly want it to sound very strong very mechanical a little bit random and um like mechanical playing not mechanical producing mechanical playing right. yes like hits are precise right. like that's got to be exhausting to play this part mm -hmm. and then so that was my mindset going over with a very simple and then this the drum should be complicated the guitar should be simple opposed to vice versa mm -hmm. or going at the same time that was my thought that got this started and you had that thought apart from the drum set or while you were sitting down jamming? Um, I think it was over a little bit of time. Again, because it started out with this other band. Um, okay. You, you can... Okay. 
I don't want to talk too much, so you can edit it if uh, I am. I'll interrupt you and okay. move, move you on when I'm, I'm bored. I'm trying to save you so you don't have to edit it later. <laughs> no, no editing is going to happen. But there will be no edit. So it started with the drum part by itself for the Bowels of Judas. But then Emory Records shows up, and it's like, wait, I really like this part I wrote for the Bowels of Judas, so we can upstream it yep. to, the, to the good Yes, band. and yep. then mix it mm-hmm. now. So then it became in like finding um, a guitar part that can accommodate my drum part so it mm-hmm. doesn't just sound... It's Sweet. a bunch of random stuff. So Okay, so that's pretty clear enough for me to start playing this. I'm going to play just the drum stem. So this is like from the, this is the drum stem itself. We'll try and talk over it, and you can talk about what you remember or what you hear. Um, before we do that, though, it's worth saying that you had some of the parts, and the rest of them we did together. In a, you know, that was a, yes. Go the, ahead and differentiate what you were. I don't remember the, at this point. Yeah. So you can just tell us as we go. I don't remember. I didn't have this, or that was the part I had, yep. or I also had that part. I can't remember, and I'm looking. No, I know. I know exactly what it is. All so. right, so you walk us through these drums. You can let them pl- let this first verse play, and then when it gets to the drop down part, you can start telling us what's going on. All right, here we go. Okay, let's do this. The song is co- ultimately called um, "Everything She Offered Me." I think is the title of the song. Okay, so here's what we'll do. I'm gonna play this drum stem, which is from the actual record. So you'll hear that first. Let it play a little bit, and then I'll fade it down. You can talk over it and tell us what you're hearing. And then we'll go back to the demo when we first did it together, and then we'll go all the way back to your first drum recording you have of it and see how it got there, and then we'll move forward in time sequence. All right, here we go. And that's about as far as you had written when we, in my memory. Is that correct? Yes. You actually, didn't, you didn't have actually not even quite that far. Okay. Um, well, I had halfway that second part uh-huh. right after it gets busy, but we changed it a little bit. But I actually don't remember. But I did have a little bit of that. Um, I also, one thing that's very notable on this is I believe this is our fastest tempoed Emory song. Is that right? Because Emory gets stuck in 165, 175 all the time. What BPM is this? This is like 205 or something. Holy I think on the eighth note, depending on how you count it, but yeah, I think this is one of the fastest, actually, you know, eighth note tempo clicks. One of the fastest. It may not be the fastest, but there's the part again. All right, so what do you, uh, what else do you remember here? What do you got to say about it? Now uh, a lot, well, what's really funny, so the part that I'm most impressed with, obviously, the, the busy part, and if you listen to the other recordings, it's the exact same every time. <laughs> So it hasn't morphed at all, which I think is pretty. That's good. You yeah, knew that's what it was good. Supposed to be. And it's, it's, it's funny to me though, because it's like hasn't changed at all. And it's funny because the way I was singing about it, I was trying to make this like it was got to be this way. And I thought, all right, I'm gonna fade that all the way down. There. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. So if anybody out there, you heard that this is what Dave said. He goes, I wrote a song, and then he played that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we had to start with, you know. And that's okay. Sometimes it happens that way. Of course, there's songs where Toby comes in with a lyric and a two chords or something. But this is the opposite. This is Dave comes in and he, you know, he just plays 
busy ass fast drums. And you go, okay, well, how do we, how do we do that? But the good news is, as soon as I heard it, I've heard you have some ideas and stuff that I couldn't follow or weird and stuff like that. And you know, I apologize if I ever shut you down on ideas that I didn't understand. But this one, when I heard it, I liked it. I don't know what to tell you. But when you said, I've got something, I was like, wow, Dave's got something. Let's check this out. And you started playing basically that, and I was entertained. I think you liked it because I just had, and it was mainly just for that first part, but had guitar direction. Yeah. That was it. So the guitar direction was, okay, now let's go back to the demo that when you first brought it to me, and we'll see what we did with it. So tell them where we were recording. I'll, I'll pull this demo up. Yeah, we were doing it in Bremerton, Washington. Which was really awesome because everyone, and I'm sure lots of you, the listeners here know, associate my career with Bremerton. But um, I was, am a huge MXPX fan, so that was really cool. Anyways, we went to his studio there um, and just— He didn't even charge us. He just let us hang out there and write. No, we just did— I mean, Oh, that's cool. I said I would give him you know props and tell people about it, and now he moved from Bremerton, so he doesn't need studio Where does he live now? Stuff, but he doesn't live He moved there? to Texas. Oh. Yeah, he did. He moved to Waco. <laughs> wow. But uh, it, so he's not there anymore. I don't. I guess the studio's not there. But we went to what was Mike Carrera's studio in Bremerton and sat there, and he just let us chill out and stay there and write for a few days, and it was awesome. But this was one of the things we did. So we put a mic in the room, and everybody's just bringing their ideas, and we jam them and see if we can make them on a two-track recorder. And I don't remember all the details of this, but let's play it and talk over it. It was also on Yuri's drum set, which is really awesome for me. Oh, so what we're about to hear now is actually you playing on, on Yuri's, Yuri's drum set. And, and everything sounded so good. I even used his own cymbals and everything. So, Well, this is what we did after working on it for, I don't know. We probably just sat there and, I don't know, here we go. You had the idea for where the guitar notes would go, the rhythm of it. Yeah, and I'll show you. Yeah. And there is bass there, so Devin was picked up the bass and playing along after we did the chords. This you and I, this was you and I came up with this right. part together. Okay. And we came up with this. Yeah, this this I don't I don't actually remember. This was way more group effort at this point. Yeah, at this point, as people, all, yeah, yeah. There's some vocals, early vocals there. None of these made it in the song, so yeah. disregard them or use them if you like them. But there's some some vocal ideas getting thrown around there. But this is how we write sometimes. I'll skip ahead. We do that thing again, but let's see what else is in the demo. And so now we did a part in seven. So we wrote that together. Me and you came up with that. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have that before. Yeah, that's, cool. no, Very that's cool. all new. But I do feel like, I want to say when it came to that seven part, I think Devin had some influence there too, if I remember right. But He's playing bass and yeah. trying to sing, it sounds like. Yeah. I like the way this sounds right now. I love it. Sounded it's great. got all it, the it energy that I want. It sounded exactly like that in the room. Yeah. I mean, it sounds exactly like this. That's pretty neat. 
and then it kind of fell apart. So we just put together there. something that was like a form. We wrote a new down part, and then we did the same down. Then we did the down part again after the next part that we had, and then we made it in seven. The time to be in seven, so that would be interesting. And then made that seven part get loud, and then finished with the A section again. So we just threw that together. How long do you think we spent on this to, in, in its entirety? This specific song, yeah, in Bremerton. Oh, in Bremerton. Yeah. Um, Less than two hours. Not very long. Not yeah, an hour, not probably. Not very long. Yeah. And so we just t- collectively put all our impulses together, and that's what it was. And so all I was trying to do was color the tonality and pick the, the key and the notes and the colors for it, basically. It's like the palette. Like, it had the energy, had the other stuff. And I see my job as going ahead of that and p- building the harmonic structure so that it's rich and colorful and has all the stuff. And then Toby and Devin can, I'm sure they'll knock it out of the park. So... I could compose guitar later. I can do all this stuff later. I just want to get the harmonic function and decide what the chord, what the chords are and what the rhythms are and when it changes and get get a rough map. And if we want to rewrite the verse or the bridge or a new chorus, whatever, we can do that later. But that is what we had come up with at that time in Bremerton. Okay. Okay, the next thing I got to do is tell you about the sponsor for this show, and then we'll move right along. Now, the sponsor for this show is... I'd be hard-pressed to say that Audible is not my favorite sponsor that I've ever had on anything is because I use Audible and listen to audiobooks for hours, basically a day, definitely several, several hours I do a week. And I've just gotten into the mode where I'm listening to less and less podcasts. I'm not recommending that you that you listen to less podcasts necessarily, but I've found that I've got a balance going about 50-50 of podcasts and audiobooks with audiobooks coming on strong. And of course, I do them all at Audible. I just did one. I just got through a book this weekend from a guy named Brian McDonald, and it is a book called Invisible Ink, and it is about the art of telling stories. And it is freaking blew my mind. I cannot believe how good this book is. And uh, it's because I'm trying to figure out how to work on the documentary film for that we're doing, and I'm trying to figure out how to make the labeled podcast episodes better and more coherent. And I finally found something that tells me how to do it. All the information I want, it's somebody that knows what they're doing. They wrote it in a book. Somebody read it out loud in a microphone, and now all I had to do is listen to it, and I get all the information, and it costs almost nothing. It's great, and I just couldn't recommend it enough how easy it is to use Audible. Uh, and how important it is to get good information uh, from books. So here's the great news is that Audible is offering my listeners a free audiobook just so you can try it out with a 30-day trial membership. You just go to audible.com and slash down, and you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. You can dial, download that, that title itself, Invisible Ink. It's that easy. You can go to audible.com slash down, or you could just text down to 500 500 and get started today they've got an unmatched selection of audiobooks original audio shows it's great again i love it i think you would like it and i'm gonna tell you one more time go to audible.com slash down that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e slash d-o-w-n down and uh or text down to 500 500 and you can get started today okay so what I was saying was, okay, so here's the thing on this guitar is I was I did what I thought was super minimal so we could move on. So I just started playing guitar a little bit, set the guitar, the chord functions, and just said, all right, let's move on. I'll compose guitar later. So when I'm trying to get the songs ready for Devin and Toby, I know that they're ready 
to send them to track vocals on when the song is fully exciting and composed and makes sense. And that usually takes a lot of work. But my job is to get everything tight and exciting all the way so that they get stoked and then get inspiration and then they knock the vocals out of the park. That's what I see as my job. On, and that usually takes quite a bit of work. This one was kind of very bizarre. I would say you did a bunch of the work, and then we did it in the room, and then I always thought, okay, well, I'll work on that song, and I'll probably come up with something really, really good. When I got here, and I, did, I tracked that right here in this room, I didn't do, I, I said, I'll lay down the basic guitar that I did that day and then build around it. I laid it down, and I tried 10,000 other ideas to improve it. I could not improve it. Wow. So some people call that demo-itis, when you just fall in love with what was on the demo. I suppose that's what happened. But I tried every other guitar part. There's not even a second guitar part. There's just, I played that part, and then I doubled it. And then I thought, we'll see what, Toby, you know, Devin and Toby come back. If there's something missing, I'll write more. And then they wound up sending the completed vocals. I was blown away. It was the easiest song I've ever participated in in Emory. All I did was play a few chords. I got to decide, all right, we'll do a D major and a B minor and a G and a B minor. I mean, that, well, let's do a part in seven. Let's do a part that's quiet. All right, song's done. Like, it was all seemed very obvious, simple. Spent almost no time on it. And then when Devin and Toby turned in their vocals, I was like, perfect. That was it. <laughs> and so I, this is one of the simplest. Le this probably has the least hours spent on it of em any Emory song, which I think is pretty neat. So, you want to move on to, to the what wound up being the full instrumental next? Yeah. Okay. So now I'll play the full instrumental with the drums, the, you know, from the stems. This is the guitar part, the real bass part, everything on it, minus the vocals. If I can find that thing, here it is guitar stem, drum stem. If I want to go back to the guitar, I can here, but let's just listen to the. Oh, I'll do. I'll tell you one thing. I'll do one guitar note here, and that is, uh, I did some guitar with some effects on it. I haven't done effects much on many of the records, but I use a little ambient sounds here. This is, this is like that quiet part, just the guitar. So, gosh, I don't hear this at all when I listen yeah. to the song. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that subtle little barely playing it and trying to make that fit, and it has the. The reverb and stuff, you know? Try to create that little atmosphere kind of thing. And then back to the choppy up. And that those guitar rhythm is your idea, and the notes and chords are mine. Notes, yep. yep. That's right. Okay, but anyway, let's go to the full instrumental here. So this is the premiere of the instrumental. I'm going to let it play all the way through. We won't talk about it. And then uh, we'll move on after that. You're going to play the whole song? Yeah, I'm just going to give them the song. Like, this is the song, minus the vocals. Minus the vocals. That's pretty much the setup, right? Is there anything else I need to say? No, but, and just to reiterate, you're not going to give them vocals no. today. No. They won't hear the vote. They won't hear Devin and Toby's vocals until after they have attempted to after. write and record their own vocals. Which will be how long? Do four weeks. Oh, four weeks, right. right. You, and you did say that. Yeah, you got four weeks yeah. to write and record your own <laughs> vocals over this, and you will be experiencing, which is not always the case. We do a lot of songs the opposite of this way, but a lot of songs we do this way. But usually when we do songs this way, I also wrote the drums or had the guitar idea and then collaborate with Dave for the drums. This one being different because it actually started with the drums. But other than that, and then half, I'll put it this way. Sorry if I'm not making sense, but ha about half the songs we do start with an idea that Devin and Toby have. 
I'm sorry, probably two thirds do. Devin has an idea or Toby has an idea and it's some simple chords and some la la melody. And then we work on it. If I write a song, I'll, I'll often compose the whole song and then give it to Devin and Toby and I'll maybe collaborate with Dave or them a little bit along the way, but I seek to kind of arrange a whole song and some of our, you know, I'm not, I, it doesn't even matter which one's which, but those are the, that's the main two formulas for making a song. This one's a little out of the ordinary, but turned out cool for this experiment. So here we go. This is the instrumental version. So this is me uh, and Dave playing drums the way he wants, me undisturbed playing all the guitar I want with almost no feedback or, you know, changes from anybody else. And then Chris Keen, who recorded it, uh, a lot of this stuff, who plays with us live now, who you'll hear from on some other episodes, he did the bass on it. And that's what you'll hear now. Now, can you tell the guitar without the vocals? Yeah, I can. It's still... It was... Yeah, now you recognize it more. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Hey, bet you noticed, didn't ever notice all that cool bass before either. No, I didn't. And this is a repeat of the A section, the way I call it. So the form so far was A, B, A. I guess you could call this B. So A, B, C, A, B. But how are they going to put vocals over this with us talking? You're going to. I'm going to give them the file separate. to download. So you will download the uninterrupted, clean, full resolution file from the link in the show notes. Uh, not to don't rip it from the podcast. All right, here's the other what I was calling the B section, altered. So it's like B prime. I don't know, and uh, it's in seven. Also, the bass is kick ass here. I've never paid attention to the bass either. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That was your idea to make this more straight, too. I wanted to swing it a little more. I would consider this the most basic guitar of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty neat sound. I still like it, but it's just... And there you go. So that is your assignment, everybody. <laughs> you got to work on that and see what you come up with. And maybe what Devin and Toby ultimately came up with is bullshit anyway, and you'll be better than it. But I have to say, the vocals that I know that are on this song are really good. So I, I think it turned out super good, given the fact that, that that's all I did was sit there and work. I've only worked on the song for like four hours. Most songs I work on for 100 hours, I feel like. This one, 
like four total. This is funny to note too. I don't know if it's a, in the right place or not, but um, I remember asking how you liked the record. This was like a month or so ago, and you're like, "It's good." I was, and you're like, "We're not gonna. Some of the songs aren't gonna make it." I thought that might yeah. have been your way of kind of like <laughs> saying, I, I, "I really did." Just for a little bit, not that I would care and whatever, but I did think a little bit of that. That might be your way of saying that song is not gonna be on the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally something I would do if I was trying to let you down softly over time. Yeah. That would have been a tactic, but no. Um, <laughs> that's true. So this album, I don't think people know this yet or not, but it has, I think it has 15 tracks on it. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah, it's 15 tracks, and I thought that was too many. And they're not all full songs. There's a couple of shorter things on, on there, but I'm not really sure how many, let's talk about this for a second, but I'm not sure how many albums I love that have 15 songs on them. That's just not, when I think of an album I love, that's never true. So I started to think, let's not, let's just save some of this material and put a 10 song album out and try to make it cohesive. But that wasn't really going to work because this stuff was just too good. There was no songs we could cut. Why not just move on and do it, you know, whatever it is. Plus, who? I don't even know how people listen to music anymore. So this is what we wrote. We figured we'd spend a long time between the last record and this one, we raised a ton of money. So let's just do all 15 tracks. So, but no, I was not trying to cut them, but I didn't know how to cut them. But you thought it was like, yeah, you, you, th you, th you thought that personally, like I was wanting to cut the song that you had worked on. But Maybe. Do you, well, is this song special to you on the whole record now? No, but I, I know that you know that you and I worked on it together. And I know that you would try to say, if it didn't make it, I would know that you would say it try to let you down soft <laughs> i know that you would but do that's that. what i'm asking does that mean that this song has special significance to you then it's it's special to me only because what i said earlier is i actually wrote what i think is a cool drum part and i Hell also yeah, kept is. guitar in mind like i've never done that before. that's another so, that's another layer yeah so, yeah so that's cool to me that's what i like but um other than that i, w I wasn't concerned again i actually thought honestly after we recorded it too we changed it a little bit because the whole second verse was that drum part again? And I like, the more I heard it, I, was, I started to get annoyed with it. So that's when it, it actually, you know when it uh -huh. goes straight? Because I didn't want to talk over it, but it goes straight the second time. Um, yeah. The, the second intro second part. Verse that used thing. to be the the fast drums, but then it, they, they do come back in later. But mm -hmm. it was really, it got on my nerves hearing it without, I mean, you heard that same busy drum that part busy over drum and over again. But what changed my mind is when vocals were over it. it right. Actually, I was like, oh. It, it, they still sound a little little busy, but it works, and it it's kind of nice to listen to. It doesn't sound so, like, obnoxious. But at, at, after a while, I was like, this is obnoxious. So, honestly, if, if thinking it wasn't going to make the record, I, I didn't really care. But I did definitely document in my mind that I had a lot to do with that song. So. Well, you, of course you did. It was great. Yeah. I mean, you set a whole precedent there that made a really cool song. And when Toby, when Toby finished his vocals, he called me. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is so – I love it. He was so excited about it. Oh, that's, so that's, that's cool. great. So, oh, did you say you had the original demo? I do. Can you play that from your phone? I do. And the, the drum. This oh, is what, I, what, what is this that you have? Well, I also, so this is for the, another band I was in. And then the, um, I also, like I said, I got that H, H6, which is what we used to record a lot with. Mm -hmm. And I was just playing around and I was just hooked up to GarageBand. And I was like, I'll make the first time I do it again because it's such a busy drum part. I was like, I'll make it industrial. So I just affected it a bunch. So it sounds like industrial electronic, the first verse. And then when it comes back in, it's real drums. And I just. So this is you EQ'd. playing in your basement or what were you doing? Yeah, in the basement because I had all, uh, everything all ready. I was geared up to, to write. Um, so this is what I was using it for. Um, 
I spent a lot of time recording it and adding these goofy uh, EQs and stuff. <laughs> but, well, um, if you want to play it from your phone, I can't play it in my recorder right now. So just play it into your phone, the phone into your microphone. And then if Reva wants to, she can sub it back in okay. and delete it. I'm gonna st- so you'll notice the um, part of it's entirely different, which I would call the chorus. Um, so I'm going to start not with that. That's okay. It's cool to show the evolution. You can just play it however you want. All right. Hold on. So, And you'll notice the drums are the exact same, except they're going to go industrial. And your guitar, the rhythm is the exact same. Should be right up here. What was this? Just some other part? Oh, you know what? I, there's not guitar over this. That's okay. So it's just my drums. <laughs> but that was you writing it. Yeah, and it's identical. In fact, I still think the way I record it sounds pretty good. So I got to play it without this effect on it in a second. Okay, hold on. Let's skip this. This is what happens. I'll just wait one second. Yeah, that. just leave it. But I was pretty pleased. I did all to a click with the H6 with GarageBand. Now this is not EQ'd, or this is not industrial. It's the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. So. But that's your real raw playing in your basement the first time you had an idea. And I, I, yeah. I would just say, if especially if Reva does replace that, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good indication of what Dave's drumming is like. That's how you heard those bass drums all. You know, you know, you can hear how good Dave is at drumming with or without edits. That's no edit. That's just Dave jamming in his his garage. So whatever he did, good or bad, there. That's a a good evaluation of your real drumming. I think that's cool. Yeah, I thought so too because I didn't have the capability to edit. Even though if I listen, I hear spots. I'd be like, I change that, but. It's nice that I didn't know you can't edit a drum hit in GarageBand, or maybe you can, but I certainly wasn't gonna figure that out. But yeah, well, this uh, this record has one of the least. I mean, it's for sure the. It's definitely got the least editing on it of any record we have. I'm not saying there's no drum edits, but the drums are pretty natural overall, and your playing is really good overall. So better playing, less edits, and then making the selection just to not over edit. Those two things have both happened here and have translated to what feels to me like a pretty natural sounding record, which I'm very, very excited about. Yeah, me too. And so I'll give you all this let's close and let's give them some tips. Let's just say we didn't know what the vocals were. What would you what would you have hoped maybe Devin and Toby didn't get it right? Well all I can was say was there is- any emotions or guides or like tell me was there a word or a theme or an idea? If you were going to give the vocalists some encouragement that want to tackle this? Well, I think we've addressed two important um, things. One is the drums were busy, but not really busy because they match with the guitar part that's incredibly simple. So mm-hmm. that should give you the, – the timing's not crazy. It doesn't go to seven till the end, so the timing is in 4-4, four, four, I think. Mm-hmm. So you can actually – you don't have to follow the drums. You don't have to follow the guitar. You can follow one or the other or make your new time as long as it's in four. But 
what should it be about? Like love? Oh, you mean the con? What yeah, the song yeah, should like be about? About loss, you know? It's like, yeah, oh yeah, you got. Well, I mean, this is your chance. People are gonna write. You, you, I mean, well, this is your song again. This is, this is the first time I ever <laughs> wrote a song with guitar in mind. So maybe, now you get to now. I'm so I'm saying now you get to speak into the lyrics. Yeah. Let's keep on going. I, I and I'm telling you guys, I'm telling everybody out there. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Dave, <laughs> Dave could write whole songs and be a lyricist in the future if he kept keeps getting good encouragement and. Puts the effort and has the motivation. And that I promise you that's how it works. So the fact that you got into guitar here and said, you know what? I think I can say something about guitar. You were right. Yeah. You weren't wrong. You had the confidence <laughs> to do it and you did it. And that's what it takes. Well, after being in Emory for, at the time of this, it would have been, what, 10, 11, 12 years. It took me that long to think, oh, wait, I can maybe have some that's more, right. more um, uh, influence and impact than I thought. You don't need so, permission. Yeah. So to have an idea. So it's just you just do it and then so this song should if you were to write about it, it should be about gaining confidence. Um <laughs> it should be it yeah. should be about um also not <laughs> not being lazy and, and do stuff because it's and, a motivational song. It's yeah. a, a fast tempo. Yeah, it's yeah, fast. Hell yeah. Now this is not the direction that Devin and Toby took with it, but <laughs> that's okay. If it had if you want to follow Dave's lead, it's a motivational song. You go out running, you can do it, you can overcome, <laughs> right? Is what is it? Yeah, you go you, ahead. You can you can do anything you want to. Um, no, it, it is. I mean, I, I you, do you like songs like that? You like Eminem songs? Oh, like I do. That? Yeah, talk, talk I about love it. I love music like that. I love inspirational, inspirational, and a lot of people call it cheesy. And a lot of, but you know what? They say it's cheesy, but that's some of the most popular music because people are like, oh, I relate to it. Or I get it. So. The um, one where you can overcome, you just got to work hard. And I love never that. quit or like that kind of thing. I love that kind of stuff. That's I the do. message. Yeah. I mean, I do. That's my favorite to run to. And then like, that's the kind of music. It actually does speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Like, so, so either I'm, I don't know. No, it's, it's true because it's so popular with most people. So mm -hmm. people, lots of times people that are musicians or in bands think that stuff is bad or cheesy or whatever, but it's not. There's a reason why people like it so much. So like what songs are like that? Tell me. Well, I don't know. Like I don't What's the Eminem song you say is that way? Not, I think it's lots, not new. It's old. Oh, I think lots of Eminem songs are that way, but lot of of his uh record recovery um even from well in his early career in um uh 8 Mile yeah, that's his Lose whole yourself. story kind yeah. of in a way. Yeah. But I like it. I mean, and then like when he got sober and he's talking about how he he can go to a bar and he can flip the counter over because he's not gonna drink or and he's gonna be a good father or anything. I don't know. I love hearing that kind of stuff. All right. Well that's that is just a note from Dave, the creator of this song. <laughs> if you need a, a a lyrical inspiration before you go and put pen to paper there, neither Dave or I are lyrical experts. But uh, hopefully you are and are good with melody, and you can you know follow this song and make something good. Anything else you want to say about it? Um. Oh man, um, no. Oh, I, I need to tell them where to send their completed things. Is the problem here? So where, let me just. Where are they going to send it? I don't know. I need to make an email address or give them my email address or something. Um. You could make. We could make a new uh, Gmail account and then upload to. Google Drive. Do you want to make a Gmail account for him to we send could. to? We could. It could say the name of the song at, or Emory, whatever, contest, XYZ. But you only get, what, 15 gigabytes? I don't what, know what, is the, what is the email we have, the general email for Bad Christian or something? I don't 
I'm just going to have to email Reva. We're just going to go Reva at Bad Christian. That's obviously easy to figure out. No big deal. So email when you complete your song, mix it. it. Mixing ain't a big deal. Just put your vocal on it, and it doesn't have to be perfect. But do harmonies, backups, whatever you got. And uh, you can download the link from the show notes. And when you finish the song, send it to Reva at BadChristian.com. And then we'll see what people came up with, and we'll come back, and I don't know if you'll be here or not. Uh, yeah, I'll get you back. You'll be here. So let's just, uh, we'll get you back in studio, and we'll review a few of them on an episode in four or five weeks from now. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Good luck to you guys. <laughs> See ya. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest, to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.